welcome to the IDP Trade Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, let's talk some trades. Let's do it. You ready, Bobo? Can't wait. You are the trade master. I am. Wheeling and Dylan. I'd say Bobo probably racked up the most trades in our main dynasty league this year. No, oh, it's easy. I yeah. feel it's like every I slowed year. down this year. What what do you think the I'd set the over under 32 and a half trades? This I, this calendar year. Under probably this year in XFFL. I don't it think was so. definitely don't over. Don't think last it was year. over 32? I think he went over. You think he went over? I think he went over. Definitely. You're probably right. I think he's probably right around probably that. Accurate. Somewhere pretty I think close. He went over. He's in the 30s somewhere. That's uh, year seven of that league, right? Yeah, started in 2016. Wow. And maybe the, the trades did slow down for you. That kind of happens when you get established like that in yeah. the league. I mean, you know, we all kind of know how to approach each other. Uh, sometimes busy. Sometimes we don't have enough. Uh, sure. We all got more kids now. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. A lot more kids than when I started in the XFFL. That's for sure. I was thinking about that this week, um, that a lot of the teams in there that don't make a lot of trades, um, you think it's beneficial for them to kind of ride it out sometimes, you know, because you get the fluidity of the season. Like sometimes you can trade too much to where TJ Watt's been down, hadn't done much. You trade him. Well, then he pops off on somebody else's team. Sometimes I feel like maybe just going with the ebbs and flow of the season is maybe a good t- good thing from time to time. You can trade too much, I believe. Well, trading does become addictive. That little sure. dopamine hit of yeah. getting mm-hmm. your trade accepted is a it's a dangerous drug, especially mm-hmm. in dynasty fantasy football. You got to be careful. So welcome to the trade show. We're going to be breaking down your trades as if you needed another dopamine hit. Um, this is a show completely driven by content from you all. You all provide the trades and we break them down. We're going to go. We've got about seven or eight trades here. If you're watching, welcome in. We're glad you're here. Drop a trade in the chat and we will break it down live on the show. Drop anything. Say yeah. what's up. Say what's up. Well, we'll put it up get here personal. on the screen as well. Sure. Yeah. Social security, mother's maiden. <laughs> Let's get real personal. Uh, we've got about seven or eight trades here. We're going to walk through. And if we have any come in, we'll hit those as well. But gentlemen, let's jump right in with Daryl T from the website. Juicy one from Daryl. So this is a two-parter. A lot of these are going to have multi kind of parts here with some necessary context, but the bones of the trade from Daryl, he received wide receiver, Mike Evans, wide receiver, Elijah Moore and linebacker Quay Walker, along with an early 2024 second round pick. And he sent wide receiver, Jordan Addison, tight end, Jake Ferguson, defensive end Will Anderson Jr. for a, and a 2024 late third round pick. So context for this one, 12 team dynasty starts one quarterback, three wide receivers, two running backs, uh, two like a flex spot, two flex spots that includes a tight end, one defense, one kicker. So this is one of those leagues with a team defense and IDPs, which I find fascinating Uh, Two DL, two linebacker, two DB, one IDP flex. He said his team is a contender and the other side is in a rebuild. So it is a pretty large starting lineup league, 12 teams. It's a dynasty league. Uh, Daryl is the contender. The other team is rebuilding. So again, to recap here, Daryl got Mike Evans, Elijah Moore and Quay Walker, along with an early 2024 second round pick for Jordan Addison, Jake Ferguson, Will Anderson, and a late third. Addy, what do you think about this one that Daryl T pulled off? Boy, well, first uh, thought is I'm not crazy about it. Um, I love Jordan Addison. Um, I think he is going to be a stud for the next decade. Will Anderson pretty much same thing. And you start three receivers and two 
flex. So, I mean, you can essentially start five receivers, which I mean, I think most of us agree at the table receiver uh, and especially elite receivers, getting a bunch of them. That's kind of the way to, uh, to do it in, in, in dynasty leagues. So yeah, I'd have a hard time giving up Jordan Addison. He's like one of the guys that I'm really trying to target and same with Will Anderson. And we've talked about him a ton, uh, uh, you know, on the IDP show and uh, probably on this show a few times, but uh, I do love Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans, I do feel is being a little slept on in dynasty. Like I feel like he could have another three, four elite type years, you know, um, depends on that quarterback situation. Sure. I think that, but I mean, what if he goes to a situation where he gets like a quarterback upgrade? Like what if he lands with Kansas city? That'd be like, sick. could we, could we see like a potential, like, you know, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, exactly like surge. 20 yeah. plus touchdown season or something. And the context here, I think is important, Bobo, because Daryl is making a push. And I do think Mike Evans is the piece in this trade that is going to be the best piece for a team trying to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I think Quay Walker and Will Anderson, pretty close in terms of dynasty value in my mind. Now we lean towards um, defensive ends because of the longevity. Now he doesn't specify what kind of scoring here. It could be a tackle heavy league where linebackers are more valuable than defensive ends. Um, The difference here for me is if I'm comparing pieces to pieces, you've got Jordan Addison, right? Now you got to take that early second and try to turn that into a player like a Jordan Addison. And that's, that's more difficult uh, than you would think it would be. So I slightly lean the package that Daryl gave up, mm-hmm. but I understand going to get a piece like Mike Evans. I see both sides of it. I see what Adam's saying, you know, Addison and Will Anderson look like they're going to have a 10 year shelf life in dynasty. But I agree with you, Josh. The main part of this is I think Daryl's trying to play this like it is a redraft league. He says he's a contender. Mike Evans is going for like his 84th thousand yard season in a row seven in a row Baker Mayfield yep Um, Elijah Moore is kind of nothing right now Um, Quay Walker Mari Cooper has been banged up that's true that's a good point Um, Joe Flacco there Quay Walker has been a really good linebacker and he is healthy right now and uh, Jordan Addison as much as I love him and Justin Jefferson for the rest of the season they are going to be catching the ball from Josh Dobbs yeah you know so who knows what that looks like Uh, the 2024 second I'm moderately optimistic about you are right you're probably Probably trying to find a Jordan Addison with that 2024 second, but the last couple of mocks that I've seen uh, NFL mocks basically have 10 to 15 wide receivers taken in the first round. Um, so you could get a very good wide receiver yeah, at the beginning I, of the second round. There's going to be some ability uh, availability there, but for somebody that's going for a championship, I'm not going to fault you for doing for, for the like for the contending team that's trying to win a title. Mike Evans is the nicest piece in this trade. Does he win this if he doesn't give the 24 third? No, I think Addison is the piece that is just like, I think you're going to be kicking yourself. Um, so if as far as the dynasty context, I think this is a clear winner for the Addison and Will Anderson side because those are the two best pieces in the trade. Yeah. Plus you throw in a third that could be a Lucas Van Ness or a Tyree Wilson next year. I'm, so I'm with Addy too. I think Mike Evans uh, a continue to have three or four good, good more years. Um, but also too could go to a contender. You know, we see a lot of these, um, older wide receivers actually want to go and try to win a championship. And it was fun for him there with Tom Brady, but that's really about all the playoff, you know, contention that Mike Evans has really had in his career. I feel like how many times that guy's actually been in the playoffs. Yeah. One last note. I mean, he doesn't, they don't have a lot of IDPs. Yeah. You know, they're only starting two yeah. defensive line, two linebackers, two DBs, one ID. IDP flex. So I mean, seven IDPs 
So, I mean, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really care about losing Quay Walker. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. You know, especially like when you can, I'm sure the lot, the, uh, the waiver wire is just loaded with solid linebackers, you mm -hmm. know, especially in season. So, um, I would much rather prefer the defensive end when it comes to just IDPs. Uh -huh. Yeah. So leaning slightly towards the package that Daryl gave trade. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like a, Addison. across the table. Yeah. Ferguson. He's been, he's had some decent he weeks sure too. Has. You know, we didn't yeah. even talk about him, yeah. but he's been solid. Now that Dak said, great. if, if, uh, you know, Mike Evans goes on a run here and helps Daryl win a title, it's all worth it. Yeah. Sure. Cause if you win Whatever. the ring, then it's, it's all gravy. Yeah. Right. But just looking at it from a dynasty perspective, I think Addison and, and again, Will he, Anderson, he may not even feel it though for another three years. Yeah. Uh -huh. And at that point, who knows? I mean, you never know how these young guys, how their career is going to go or whatever. They yeah. You can hurt or, you know, yeah. if he can replace Addison with a nice wide receiver with that second round pick, then you don't feel the sting as badly. Yeah. Uh, even though I think Addison is going to be a stud. Yeah. So let's move on to the next trade here from Ryan. Uh, shout out. Thank you all so much for sending in these trades. Really appreciate it. Uh, so this one has a lot of context, but just kind of on the surface, he has an A and a B scenario. So we're going to pick between A and B. So team A gets Rashawn Gary, Tyje Spears, and a 10th round pick. This is a league with 28 rounds. Um, and then team B gets Micah Parsons and a 28th round pick. So here's the context. There's two more slides, y'all. It's quite a bit, but it's a very interesting setup. It's a sleeper keeper league. Keep five offensive players and four IDPs, 28 rounds, 10 bench spots, two QBs. So that's important. Two quarterbacks start eight IDP, two DL, two linebacker, two DB and two flex. So that's kind of the starting lineups. This is the interesting wrinkle. All three players get to be kept for three years. So they are kept in descending rounds. Uh, based on, I guess, where they were drafted, maybe uh, Rashawn Gary in the 14th, 13th and 12th Spears in the 27th, 26th and 25th. And Micah Parsons, same as Rashawn Gary, 14th, 13th, 12th. So you are paying like a middle of the draft pick to keep either Gary or Micah Parsons. But on the surface, the trade is Rashawn Gary, Tyje Spears and a 10th round pick for Micah Parsons and a 28th round pick. What do we think about this one? Seems like a smash for Micah Parsons. I think so too. Yeah. Whenever the context is a little muddy, Bobo, I just go for, give me the best player. I agree. This right? is a, this is a, uh, you know, seems like a pretty straight across trade from the standpoint of if you can get them both in the 14th, 13th yeah. and 12th for the next three years, it's basically yeah. then just heads up. Who do you want Gary or Micah? Exactly. And that's the thing is if Mike, Micah was getting into those rounds where maybe you're taking offense, yeah. right? Like the fifth, sixth round, then I think maybe you have to consider Rashawn Gary there. But if those two guys are costing you the same round pick for the next three years, then it's just, who do you like better? And I think that's very clearly Micah Parsons. Now listen, I do get it. Um, Completely lost where I was going with that. Adam, <laughs> continue on. Uh, I think I get it too. Uh, uh, Taji Spears, I mean, could be a thing yeah, next she year. could. You know, I mean, that, so, I mean, I get it for it's that not, other yeah. side as well. I mean, yeah. it depends on what happened with Derrick Henry, but I mean, it's from everything we've been kind of hearing, it seems like they were maybe thinking about trading them or at least listening to offers. So that makes you wonder, like, is he going to be there much longer? Um, 
And but you yeah. do you do pick up a 10th round pick. We don't yeah. have leagues like this typically where you're trading like a draft selection spot, but mm-hmm. this guy gets to pick up an extra 10th round pick. Yeah. That's it, nice as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's a deep league, so the depth mm-hmm. would be nice. Yeah. Yep. Um I do like and, this setup. And Rashawn Gary, I mean, he's he's been frustrating this year, but he is coming off the ACL. Uh I do kind of expect him to have a really, you know, nice 2024. I mean, I think we could see him easily get back to the what do you have that one year? 11, 12 sacks, I feel like. But the pressure rate still been really good this year. The PFF numbers have been great. So, I mean, um, no worries at all about Rashawn Gary's long-term outlooks. I think the um, the the knee recovery has gone really well. Mm-hmm. So, Yep. Yeah, no no worries as far yep. as what we've seen. Um, so, I, I think I'm still Micah Parsons. But I am warming to the other side because the extra 10th round pick. That is nice. Probably going to be solid. That's going to be a nice piece. Yeah. So, you've got two potentially nice pieces there with Spears and whoever the 10th round pick is. That's fine. But I think um, you I think you just, wanna I think I just want to get elite where you can. Yeah, and I, feel I agree. like Micah Parsons, you know. He's a tier two up from yes. Rashawn Gary for yes. me. We are several days removed from uh, not only podcasting about it. I brought it up, but Josh creating a short about Micah Parsons. Is he the 101 in IDP dynasty? And I think it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the first trade we were kind of all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement still that Micah Parsons is probably the 101 in most of your IDP um, redraft and dynasty leagues. Yeah. Go to the idpshow.com. Adam has his ranks right now. Obviously, Micah Parsons is the 101, the edge one. And right now you have Rashawn Gary slightly behind your boy, Jalen Phillips, as the edge 12. Okay. Yeah. But overall 15. So, but here's the question too, I guess in Dynasty is how high could a healthy Rashawn Gary get to in 2024? Yeah, he could get up there. He could be edge one. He's, he's absolutely a guy that I could see popping off for 12, 13, 14 sacks and wow. finish. I mean, yeah, Dang all the top, Dang. All, all those, to, all those top 12 guys could have one of those seasons where it's like, oh, he had 15 sacks. You know, he just yeah. got really lucky that season. Maybe he played a bunch of bad quarterbacks again in the, uh, in the doc, uh, the IDP show.com, Michael Parsons, 24.6 years old, Rashawn Gary, 26 years old. So yeah, two years younger. Yeah. Um, it's just, all those guys, I mean, I kind of see them similar. Um, it's like a 20% kind of likelihood for Rashawn Gary. I don't, I see it as much more likely for, for Micah Parsons that he could finish as edge one any yeah. given season, but it's a lot closer. I feel like to me, um, than I want to lead it to believe because I mean, man, Gary can have some games where he goes off for three sacks, you know, and then just wins you a week. And it's going to, I mean, if Van S develops, yeah. we've all, we were all fans of Van S mm-hmm. uh, that could be a really nice tandem. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Could be. So I think we're all still Parsons, but it seems like the Gary side is pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think both sides should feel fine about it. Yep. You know, good trade for everyone involved. Well, let's move to our boy, Cal B dropping this trade earlier in our uh, retweet group. He said, Nate Lamon. He traded away for a 2024 third round pick and a 16 team start three linebacker league. And this is how you do it. You pick up the Nate Lamons of the world off waivers and you flip those bad boys for third round picks and then mm. go get you a premium defensive end. Yeah. This is someone that you got off waivers. I think Landman was like uh undrafted guy. Uh-huh. If not, he was like, you know, in like drafts this summer for fantasy no, I mean or like the NFL? actual oh, NFL. Okay. I don't know. He was, he didn't have very high capital. Right. I mean, it wasn't uh I feel like it was, I think he was undrafted. 
uh, sixth or seventh round at, at best. Yeah. It's anyway, just, but he, it, it, now here's the flip side. We love Kyle picking up a third. Mm-hmm. What about the guy sending a third for Nate Landman? How do we feel about that? I mean, if he's a contender, I, we do like Landman for the rest of the season. But oh man, I mean, a third feels like it could buy you a little more than Landman. Yeah, there's got uh, something that's like a little more stable. Yeah, like Landman like, is, is like it feels like a rental because I mean, yes, I'd give year, a fourth for Landman, but right. third, I don't know. There's Kate, some nice picks in the third because Caden Ellis isn't going anywhere next year yep. in Atlanta. Troy Anderson will be back, coming back, and yep. he has second round capital. He had the job before Landman yep. got it, so it's I a mean, one year rental. Yeah. We'll see if he was undrafted. Uh, I'm still trying to find that. All right. Uh, it's kind of hard. Let me see here. Well, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, I don't mind the deal. A 16 team league. So, you know, a third round pick, depending on where it is, could be as late as like, you know, pick 48 potentially. So that thins the pool out considerably. Uh, that's like a, maybe a mid fourth round pick yep. in a 12 team league. DFA. UDFA undrafted free agent. Yep. Wow. So yeah, cash in when you can. I mean, it's a very similar situation to Jack Sanborn last year. And I mean, if you had Jack Sanborn, um, hopefully you cashed out, you were left holding the bag for the yep. most part. I do, although I do think that at some point Sanborn's going to, of course it does become Sam, relevant. He'll come he back will. around. I mean, these, these, you he know, will, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. It's, it's how this thing goes. It's and he's going to be angry. Yeah, he, he will. will be very angry. <laughs> he will take out whoever is in front of him to uh-huh. get that job back. You don't think he was involved with getting Tremaine Edmonds taken out this season. Uh-huh. You don't know Sanborn. Let's move to the next trade. It is from our boy Mace miles Garrett. He traded away for a 2024 second round pick. Um, I think Mace sold a little, little light here. Uh, there's a lot of context though for this. I think. I, right? Oh, I, it's uh, yeah. Give the context. Yes, I, yes. I saw the, the actual yes, trade sorry. itself. Yeah. Um, sorry. We're not trying to do you like that mace. <laughs> I just feel like uh, on the surface, looking at this, maybe the context will change my mind, it but definitely will. Okay. So, cause it feels like miles Garrett's worth at least a first, yes. if not multiple firsts, uh, especially with how he's playing right now. So for a second, I'm curious what the context was here. That we come. <laughs> So, yes, you're really good at this, Josh, <laughs> trying to stretch it out for as long as I can, Addy, yes, to uh, give you time to pull up the tweet. Man, Mesa's tweeted a lot today. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Go to, to your uh, notifications and yeah, look at the tweet that we were involved we in that. Uh, but uh, Bobo, just on the surface, Miles yeah. Garrett. Easy peasy. You want a, at least a first, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. So right now in Adams uh, Dynasty ranks, yeah, we have trade value. trade value of a first plus a third. I was going to say first and a third yeah. usually is what we get. From OK, here we go. It's a it's a dynasty one keeper per position. Mm. Okay. And so let's also look at some of the other guys he has at oh, the position. So he wasn't going to be able to keep Garrett. Exactly. Losing one per position. Okay. These better be some real nice. I was going to say well, there's one, there's one and Is it's it triple X. Oh, Max Crosby. Ooh, okay. So would you rather keep your Garrett? Well, he may not have had an offer for Crosby. I'm sure he could have gotten the same offer if he wanted but to. But you lose leverage if people know that you can't keep both, right? So I want that Max. makes a little more sense. I want Max. I want Max for the uh, about two years younger. Okay, than Miles two years younger. Also, the the tackles and the snaps. I mean, it's, yeah, the the floor is nicer with yeah. With Max so Crosby. I think this is fine. And the ceiling's about the same. If yeah. if you're keeping Max, then um, yeah, to, to get a second instead of nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, that always. 
in a free market, I would hope that without these kind of constraints, I would hope you get at least a first. But and on the other side, you know, the person sitting that second who probably didn't have probably had a bum. Yeah, they're def- nobody I'm, worth keeping. Right. I mean, that's smart. Get, mm-hmm. Go get miles. Pay a second. Yeah, with that second. That's, oh, that's a good, that's that's a good, a good way move. to do it. If you know that your you know league mate is kind of up against it, they're going to lose this guy if they don't move right. him. Then you have a little bit of leverage. Right. That's one where you give your your league mate uh, uh, a firm handshake uh, and look him right in the eye. How about a second? How about a second? <laughs> sure. Sure. They're like, I guess. I mean, Very otherwise firm. he's going back. You boys the going for like when you, you give like a handshake, somebody you go in there firm or are you like, eh. uh, I go limp. I go limp and sweaty. It's just like, <laughs> that's oh, the worst. God, that's the worst. Did you I just, just wash your hands other end and not dry to where like, I feel like the masculinity really tries to come out in the handshake to where they're like, it's a, oh, that's an, it's yes. like that. Settle down. We get it. This is not one of those the like vice, circus. Yeah, the uh, vice grip handshake. It's just a, it's just a little pressure. Don't yeah. have to be yeah. insane. Yeah, we're that's not, always attached to a guy that I'm a little on edge. Around. Yeah, we're not showing our dominance here. But yeah, if you're like curling my wrist, <laughs> like what are we yeah. doing? It's a vice. Like you've put your hand into a vice. You're yeah. Like, Ow. Are you okay, man? Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to prove here? All right. So moving on here, another trade from one of our. Boys. I like that rabbit. We were chasing that. Yeah. Jace said he again. This is how you do it, folks. He traded Nicholas Morrow for a third, then replaced him with Josh Woods and Michael Walker from waivers the next day. I just had to put this in as, as an example. Of like this is how you flip bricks in IDP. Yeah. You just go get Nicholas Morrow, trade him for a third. Get you a premium edge rusher or, you know, Jace wide receiver. Jace been flagged for that one. You've been flagged. No, mm-hmm. no more trades with Jace. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's move on. I think this is just yeah. like a smash, an example of how to play IDP and a good reason not to invest too heavily into linebacker because you can pick up the Nicholas Morrows and get a third round pick for him. So mm-hmm. just uh, keep stacking them W's. Let's move on to Johnny's trade. So Johnny sent in a couple trades here. We'll talk about the first one. Uh, this is a 2024 third and fourth. Okay. So two picks in 2024, third and a fourth, 2025, a second and a third for Zach Cunningham, Samson Ebucam, and Alexander Madison. Now, context for Johnny's trade. He's in a playoff push with a team that was only missing running back flex depth, a fourth DL, which is now Samson Ebucam, and linebacker depth. Cunningham is now an LB4 or an IDP flex. So what do we think about a third and a fourth in 2024 and a second and third in 2025 for Cunningham, Ebucam, and Madison? It's a lot. It's a bit of an overpay. I think Johnny could have gotten a little more for his money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder if this is a sleeper league where Abby Cam gets the dual designation. That does make it nice, especially if he looks like he was a little thin at linebacker. You know, Cunningham is is going to be his linebacker for. Knowing Johnny, it's probably a Yahoo league. Probably. I don't probably think Johnny right. rocks with sleeper that much. <laughs> probably right. But uh, I mean, it's not terrible. Um, Zach Cunningham. That's the piece I would have tried to upgrade. Yeah. Zach Cunningham. I feel like you could have more. When you gave up a third, a fourth, a second, and a third. Uh, Ebucam has been great, but still he's on a bit of a dicey um, sort of defensive line where it could be Quiddy Pay, could be Dio, could be DeForest Buckner, mm-hmm. Grover Stewart's coming back here soon. So um, I, he's not now. Madison, I don't like really yeah. at all, especially in that offense now. I mean, Ty Chandler's been coming on a little bit. It's like a, it's basically like a 50 50 split right there. I don't uh, mind flipping picks for players to make that push. I just maybe would have targeted some different pieces. Yeah. If you're giving up the seconds, you know, yeah. in the, in the thirds, I mean, that's where I, I need some pieces that are going to 
be relevant next year for oh, sure. Hundred percent for sure. Like I can't be happy. Like because Zach Cunningham, like cut. He could be cut. Oh, he may, be he cut. may not get any more opportunities. I think Madison's, Madison's probably done after this his year. Times. Ebby Cam signed a three-year deal, so I he'll like be Abby there. Cam. Yeah, he's a nice, That's piece a nice piece going into next year. But you gave up four picks to have a guy be maybe DL three four option for you next season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're sorry about that, Johnny. Yeah, so let's sorry, read the Johnny. next one. Yeah. The next trade I like a lot better. So let's yeah. move to trade number two. Uh, he gave up a 2024 first, a 2025 first, and a 2024 fourth for Tyreek Hill and Nate Landman, an Unreal Tournament. Context for this one, very similar to the last one. Loaded team just missing that last little X factor for a title run. I'd say Tyreek is an X factor. I would agree. Nate Landman is now an LB4 or an IDP flex depth and helps me uh, set five linebackers weekly. So again, it was a 24 first, a 25 first, and a 2024 fourth for Tyreek Hill and Nate Landman. I like this one a lot. I have no problem giving up two first and a fourth just for Tyreek Hill alone. Then you get Landman thrown in, let's say for that fourth round pick that like what we were just saying. So if you break it out that way, the fourth for Landman and two first for Tyreek Hill and one of them's in 2025. I think that's a great trade. Yeah. Now we're going to, uh, we're going to rub Johnny's shoulders. Yeah, there we go right here. Uh, Johnny's got an awesome team in unreal 10 and three. He's leading in points by quite a bit. Um, and yeah, he just added Tyreek Hill a week ago. So yeah, the best wide receiver in fantasy football this year. Yeah. So he also has a Monroe St. Brown. He has Travis Kelsey. He has Stefan Diggs. He has Brock Purdy. He has David Montgomery, uh, Rashid Shaheen Henry, uh, his defense have quoted. He's got Aiden Hutchinson, Miles Garrett, Nate Landman. Quincy Williams, Brian Branch, Jesse Bates, Elena Roberts tonight. Good Lord. That team is sick. I'm sure he's got some people on by too. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, I love this because Johnny's going to be picking late next yeah. year, of course. So that's going to be a late first. Maybe. And then the, I mean, maybe the, the, way, the way this team is set up, he's going to be competing again. So, I mean, yep. you're looking at too late first to get someone like Tyreek who says he's only playing another three years. I don't really buy that, you know, especially yeah. when someone starts throwing 25 million plus at him. Per, it's hard to look season. away from that kind of money. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, love this trade. Not going to be surprised if Tyreek is still elite for their five years. Yeah. Abo, what about you? Yeah. Tyreek, I was looking at his contract. He's actually under contract with the Dolphins through 2026. So, um, return on investment, you know, of two firsts for, for Tyreek essentially is what it is. I mean, fourth for Landman or whatever is okay. But yeah, Tyreek is probably going to be that wide receiver that, is most rostered on championship teams in 2023. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, it's probably CD, uh, AJ Brown, probably. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's a, probably the Monroe. Yeah. 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 Yep. Can see that as well. Diggs. Uh, Tyreek's way up there. So let's move to the next trade, Bobo. And it is one of ours. We talked about it a little bit last week. I just wanted to kind of revisit it here. Sure. Um, so uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Keyshawn Nixon to you from me. For Mika Fitzpatrick and a 2025 fourth round pick context for this one, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Keyshawn Nixon were expiring contracts. Winfield's extension was going to be about four years, 40 million. So about 10 million a year. It's gone up since then. Has it? Yeah. I think it's 11 now, isn't it? 12. Is it 12? Wow. So Minka had one year left on his deal for $1.95 million. So 
the context here, just as far as like the rationale was I did, my team is rebuilding. We're probably a year or two away from competing uh, really seriously for a title in there. A lot of good teams. And so Winfield did not make sense as a piece for me. I could have franchised them, but that, you know, franchising a safety just didn't make a lot of sense. So shipping him off, getting a fourth for Nixon, who is expiring. I'm never going to extend a cornerback, even someone like Nixon, and then getting Minka back for about $2 million. You were making the playoff push. I was not. So it was a cash out to a contender. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's why the trade went down. Yep. Adam thoughts. I was a little jealous. You got Winfield. Yeah. Since then I have extended Justin Jefferson. I knew this was coming. Because I think maybe that now he's going to get Winfield extended. No, no, he's. I think he's in a franchise. Take that exactly. The franchise and extend number could be Uh, a little bit more palatable. uh, I I picked up. I was able to extend Cam Curl today. He dropped to four years, like two point six million a year. So I got him for like like ten or eleven, seven a year. Yeah, he was up for like seven or eight. So thank you, Cam Curl, for your little late season swoon. Drop the extension number down, J Jeff, so you could tag. And extend would JJF's extension? Uh, it would have dropped some, maybe I don't know, four mil a year, five. Mil what did a he year. end up being on the extension number? So next year I'm paying him like thirty two million huh, at bad. most. I think I'm probably pushing like thirty eight, thirty nine, and like year four. You know how RSOs kind of got. I mean, the cap's supposed to be like two hundred forty million next it's season. I mean, it's a number for JJF. I mean, I have CD too. Whatever it was, I was going to pay it. It's like yeah, you can't you know, let him go. You're not and letting think someone else is going to when he gets in the. I got the thing. Uh, absolutely. Like, I could throw Devo back in the auction. He's going to bring or I could lose him. million. Yeah. So it's just like, I just would rather just, I think have him. Devonte yeah, got 27 million. I think I got him for 27 this year on a one-year deal. Yeah. So he would have, J Jeff would have gotten 40 million in the auction. The thing about RSO to pay attention to is the years because yeah. it's not the money that will bite you. It's how long you're tied to the money. It doesn't bite you as much because the <laughs> cap goes up, but when it's those big contracts, yeah. you oh, just yeah. got to be careful. People falling off a cliff. Yeah. That's the hard part is if you know, they're going to be good, it's fine. It's just inflation. When you but if they for your contract that first year, you're like, Oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. yeah. You're four. You're like, Oh my, I will send you a first yeah. round pick to take this guy off my team. Yeah. I did that with uh, Odell. You did. You Odell. sent John a uh, first. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, give him a first to get off. It was like a forty, 40 million, million, forty yeah. million dollar Odell. There've only contract. been a couple forties in there. Shout out Odell and Julio. Yep. Yeah, both man. on Adam's team. They're both on the team. <laughs> yeah, there you point. go. Yeah. I've learned a lot of lessons in terms but of contract extensions. As far as IDP is concerned, Winfield to me feels like one of those guys that he's twenty five years old right now um, could really retain like top five safety appeal in dynasty for a couple years. I don't know mm-hmm. what y'all's thoughts are. Now I will say the other beautiful part about this is Josh gets picks, which is great. I didn't even make the playoffs, which is the other sucky caveat to it. Um, but the benefit to tagging JJ and then waiting is that now I get to watch free agency and see where Winfield goes to decide whether I actually want to tag him or not. So it buys me a little time more than anything. Yeah. 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 I think Winfield's worth it. I mean, that's, that's definitely something. If you're looking for a safety, uh, set it. Sounds like a future trade coming. Could be. Future trade. 
Good Go thing. ahead and send Deba. Hey, I got it. Send Deba. I got a 2026 fifth with Woo! your name on it, brother. Can we trade 2027th, uh, 2027 picks? Yeah. Is that allowed? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. All right. We don't Actually, I don't a- care. Trade whatever you want. I don't care. All right. Sounds good. I'll send it over. When I saw the 28th rounder earlier, I thought it was a 2028 pick. pick. I thought, yeah. wow, this is a bunch of degenerates here. Yeah. yeah. Love to see it. Pretty cool. That's what I love about this show is that we get um, – those sorts of interesting league setups. Like y'all oh, had yeah. one with, uh, I think it was Steve Falco. That was like, just a oh. context was insane. And it's Gave like, a headache. I'm like reading it, trying to dip your toe into it as an outsider. You're like, this is nuts, but it's also a lot of fun. Some of the interesting wrinkles that people come up with for these leagues. So dude, I got to read this real quick. Uh, Winfield's last four games in big three scoring uh, 20 points in week, 10, 16 points, week 11, 12 points week 12, 40 points in week 13. On the season, he has three sacks, three forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered, and two interceptions. So you talk about just a guy who's all over the field. Good gracious. I mean, is he the safety one so far this year? Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. There really hasn't been a standout. I know K-Ham had the three-sack game. Irwin has kind of been Yeah, Winfield's been the most consistent. I agree. All year long, so... uh, yeah, I mean, this is like since he's come to the league, dude. He's he's been nothing but a, a top performing safety. Do we know what he his just al- got better every single year? Do we know what his alignment has looked like this uh, year? I'm he, curious if he's playing slot or so maybe some box or if he's playing primarily deep because you know in the past we've had that kind of compliment on Antoine Winfield that he produces despite being um, this deep safety. So he is safety one on the season. The next closest is Jesse Bates, uh, who is about 21 points behind Antoine Winfield. Just, uh, 28% of the snaps in the sweet spot. Wow. So So. he's playing primarily deep. Yep. Gosh, he's such a baller. Here's your top safeties in uh, big three scoring thus far through 13 weeks. Antoine Winfield, Jr. Jesse Bates is number two. That's going to be a, IDP MVP for some folks. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, number three, the flag plant. Let's go, baby. Um, and then Dax Hill, number four, Cam Bynum, number five, uh, Julian Blackman, number six, Reed Blankenship, number seven, Jordan Whitehead, number eight, uh-huh. uh, Xavier McKinney, number nine, Cam Curl, number 10, Jalen Thompson, uh, number 11, and Jason Panak, number 12, mm-hmm. Brian Branch, 13. So, been a very weird Some year of for safeties. safeties. Have just are just up there because they've uh, played. They've yeah. stayed healthy. You <laughs> That's know? right. There's been a lot of. I mean, so many freaking injuries this year. Crazy injury year. Tampa yes. Bay has forty seven million dollars in cap space going into twenty twenty four. That's such be an interesting, interesting to see if they keep him or not. I don't know. Interesting to see if they, they keep priced out him. There. Baker, Godwin, Mike Evans, the <laughs> yeah, coach. Really. I mean, it could be a total teardown situation there. So anyways, boys, that's all the trades we got. I'd say we uh, wrap it up. We're about the 35 minute mark. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. This is the last episode of the IDP trade show for this season. We're going to put the show to bed for a couple months and then February, March, once dynasty leagues start firing back up, uh, we will launch this show. It'll be monthly in the off season once we get going and then it will be weekly uh, next season. So some very exciting news about the trade show coming in the months ahead, but thank you all so much for tuning into this show. Addy, thank you for launching this. This was your brainchild and uh, it's been a lot of fun. My pleasure. My pleasure. Hope everyone's been enjoying it. Uh, 
to be continued. Yeah. Don't be scared of IDP trades, folks. They're a lot of fun and uh, we're going to help you uh, break them down. Think through, uh, you know, dynasty trades and fives. Those guys talk about process over players. We want to do something similar here. Help you learn how to evaluate and make these sorts of trades. So hope you all have enjoyed it for 2023. We'll be back in 2024. But until then, y'all take care and we'll see you soon. 